Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. It may be hard to think of warm summer days and flashing carnival lights while facing snow and freezing temperatures. But members of the fair community recently gathered in Wisconsin Dells for the annual Wisconsin Association Affairs Convention. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and while at the conference, I talked with Joe Reynolds, International Association Affairs and Expo Chair. She provides some insight into the changing landscape of fairs across the country and globally. I come from Warren County, Iowa, and I've been the fair manager there for 25 years. I also get to serve on the Iowa State Fair Board and most honored to serve as chair of the IAFE for 2024. My role there consists of running the meetings, leading the group in uh, through the 2024 year, and also we will have a little additional responsibility this year as we have a president and CEO retiring at the end of 2024. So a search committee has been formed and we will be actively searching for a new CEO for our trade association. How do fairs around the country look now compared to maybe five or ten years ago? What are you seeing internationally? I think we've seen a lot of change since COVID and it would be hard to compare prior COVID times to now, but I think we're seeing a resurgence of fairs in their strength and the sponsors are coming back. I think what we are seeing though are not not unlike what we see in the grocery stores with increased food costs that affects our concessionaires. Uh, fuel uh, for our carnivals to travel can be a, a challenge, but I think overall our visitors are really happy to get back out, get to the fairs, do their hands-on. I think we had enough virtual during 2020, and we're all looking to get out there and, and you know smell the smells and, and, and touch everything. So I, I think we're, we're seeing that resurgence, and I think fairs are coming back stronger uh, because of the pandemic, or since the pandemic, I should say. And where does Wisconsin stand out when comparing our fair to others on an international level? Maybe this comparison of what we bring in entertainment-wise or focus on agriculture education compared to other places that maybe are unique or different? I think here in the Midwest and, and including Wisconsin, we see that egg base and that is very strong and we have to continue that because we have several generations that are third and fourth generation removed away from production agriculture and I still feel like here um, including Wisconsin and especially Wisconsin with the dairies and and all of the the special specialized crops here that Wisconsin is very active no matter whether it's at the IAFE convention whether it's in their state associations it, Wisconsin really does stand out as as an active state and I'm just going to give a shout out here to Jamie Bootke, who's our state and provincial leader in, in the state of Wisconsin. There are a lot of states that would love to have Jamie and a lot of, of the programs and initiatives and things that are brought about that are so strong in Wisconsin are because of her and, and her leadership with her board and staff. And you mentioned post-pandemic and how that pandemic affected how we are moving forward. What trends are you seeing? Where do you see them moving forward now that we are starting 2024 and going forward? I think the big things that we think about and look at are inflation. What does that do, again, to, to fuel, to food? 
I think the people still want to come. I always get a little concerned anytime there's um, a presidential election. It doesn't matter what side you're on. There, there are things that could change and, and things that change. So not, not really sure where we're headed, but I think we're still cautiously optimistic that things are on the rise and, and working well for fairs. And just to provide a little perspective for those who maybe don't get to attend fairs in other states or even in other parts of the world, what do they focus on? Maybe we have rodeos or we have concerts. Do they have similar things there? Or what are kind of their niche market and things that they bring in to connect people to agriculture? The really fun thing about visiting fairs all across the U.S. and, and even in Australia, as we had done uh, last September, is we, we all basically do the same thing. We just do it a little differently. The shows, the rodeos, uh, the exhibitors, we all tend to do the same thing and want the same goals for our for our families and, and our lifestyles. So it's really a commonality. Even though we're all managed different, maybe our grounds are owned a little differently, um, some boards are appointed, some are elected, we all basically have the same format going forward. And what tips do you have for fairs when it comes to creating those good relationships with the vendors, their exhibitors, and carnivals, and all the people that they have to work with to be able to put on a well-put fair? I think a key is reaching out to them and and finding out how they can be a partner. What are their missions? What are their goals? And how can we align to to be a good partner for each other? Obviously, we we need their sponsorship and and their uh, buy-in to what we're doing, and we also need them. So, I think it's a it's very important to sit down and have one-on-one conversations, ask those tough questions, so that everyone comes out on top. The IAFE has recently produced a, a book in, in conjunction with the OABA, the Outdoor Amusement Business Association, and they have put together a carnival conversation starter book, so to speak, where the carnival can ask questions and so can the fairs so that they can come together and, and have a mutual beneficial uh, agreement between them. And I think that could be used for other organizations also. And when it comes to maybe legislation that fair boards should be aware of or things you guys are working on, what is that looking like for you? What kind of conversations are you having? Every state has their own little things that they're working on. I think some of them are still working on sales tax for fairs. Some of them are working on tax for uh, property taxes on fairgrounds. And it seems like there, there's always a, a small challenge in every state. And what makes Wisconsin stand out? What makes us special compared to other states and other fairs that you get to attend? Wisconsin gets involved, and it's really exciting to to see those people step up. I know for the convention, when I had to make some phone calls to ask for some committee members to be committee chairs, there was never a hesitation. There was always a big smile, and absolutely, the answer was, what can I do to help? So the people here in Wisconsin are, are, are very active, they're very friendly, and, and they're just they're ready to jump in and help at any time. And where do you see the future of the fair industry going? If maybe if it was your ideal image, your ideal picture, where would that look like? Or what do you see needs to happen moving forward? I think we need to keep the production agriculture and the hands-on and the learning at the forefront. Again, we've got a lot of visitors that come from the city. You know, uh, chocolate milk doesn't come from brown cows and, and that type of thing. We've We've got to educate in such a way that they understand and that the ag community is, is a friendly place and, and good people. 
That was Joe Reynolds, International Association of Fairs and Expo Chair. As the fair industry moves forward, she says she envisions a future where production agriculture, hands-on experiences, and education remain at the forefront. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.